Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Welcome back, everyone, to 1001 Radio Days. This is your host, John Hagedorn. I've got a few episodes of Gangbusters coming for you. It's an American dramatic radio program heralded as the only national program that brings you authentic police case histories. It premiered January 15, 1936, and was broadcast for 21 years through November of 1957. It was a very successful show in its time. I think you'll get a kick out of these shows. And now, in cooperation with police and federal law enforcement departments throughout the United States, Waterman's Pens and Waterman's Inc. present Gangbusters. the foxholes of Europe, from the steaming jungle swamps of the Pacific, our men are now coming home to a new America. A wave of crime has followed every war, and we must not allow lawbreakers to tear down here at home the very ideals that our men have fought to preserve. Tonight, Gangbusters presents the authentic inside facts concerning a killer who felt he was even too tough for the army. And so Louis J. Valentine, who has just resigned as commissioner of the largest police department in the world, takes over to interview by proxy Chief A.S. Harper, chief of police of Amarillo, Texas. Commissioner Valentine. Chief Harper, I believe that one of the surest ways to combat crime is to expose it. Now we would like to have you rip this case wide open tonight. Well, Commissioner Valentine... I'd like to start back in October 1942 at 10.30 in the evening. A small-time gangster, Doc Rickett, was sitting with his girlfriend in a fashionable Cincinnati nightclub. You're a snappy-looking number tonight, Cora. You like this dress, huh? Yeah, it fits you like a glove. You're the... Hey, what are you staring at? Huh? What are you staring at? The big red-headed man over there. Any objections? Plenty. You're my girlfriend. <laughs> the redhead doesn't think so. He's smiling. Why, right, that's... Hey. Don't pay any attention to him, Cora. Why not? That's Red Beaver. Red Beaver? He's dynamite. The FBI and Secret Service have sent out coast-to-coast alarms. Beaver's a deserter from the Army. He's the quickest trigger man I know of. He only pulls the biggest jobs there are. Thanks, Rickett. I thought he was interesting. Now I'm sure. Now you've done it. He's coming over. You cross him and you get a bullet through your head. And you thought you were a big shot. I bet there are a million girls who wish they were in my place right now. He's sharp. Hello, pretty legs. How about a little dance? Lay off, Beaver. She's my girl. So you know who I am, I reckon? Sure, I, I spotted your red hair. I'm no Sunday school teacher myself. I blow around. How'd you know my name? When I spotted good-looking here, I asked a few questions about who she was with. What's your tag, sugar? Cora. Cora Weston. Hmm. You've got what it takes, Cora. Move over, I'll sit down. I told you, Fever. Cora's my girl. Sure, sure, I had you. You know, Rickett, I think I could use you. Maybe put you up in a big dough. Yeah? Yeah, I could use a smart guy right now in my business. What kind of business, Beaver? 
the entertainment business. Yeah? Sure, I like to entertain. Let's see, we'll uh, start with a little Halloween party. A Halloween party? Where? In the Avondale branch of the Second National Bank. Oh, I get it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Halloween. You know, sweep the bank clean with the witch's broom. Suppose you take a walk for a couple of minutes, Rickard. I, I want a little board of directors meeting here with Cora. Well, I... Scram. Okay. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll get a drink at the bar, then I'll be back. Smooth, honey. You're plenty smooth. You're kind of sugar-coated yourself, Beaver. <laughs> Believe in holidays, Cora? I guess so. Why? Today's Columbus Day. Remember, Columbus discovered America and moved in. So? So I'm taking a tip from him. I just discovered you, so I'm going to do like him. Move in. me to fix your cocktail, Beaver? <laughs> After two weeks, you have to ask me. I'll answer. Oh, no, I'll do the answer. Hello? Oh, uh, is that you, Beaver? Sure, it's me. Well, uh, I haven't got anything to do. Uh, suppose I drop up, huh? No. Cora's my girlfriend now, Richard. Oh, uh, get your surprise package? Yeah, yeah. But a clown suit and a cowboy suit. What's the gag? Tomorrow's Halloween. You dress up fancy on Halloween, don't you? You ought to wear the clown suit, see? <laughs> Good gag, huh? Oh. Besides, the clientele at the bank will have a tough time describing a clown and a cowboy. I get it. Wait with me a while, Rickett, and you'll learn things. National Bank just robbed at $7,000 by two men in Halloween costumes. One dressed as a cowboy, one as a clown. Approach with caution. These men are heavily armed. That's all. Well, Agent Hurley, we put that warning on every teletype through the state. We at the FBI appreciate your cooperation, Captain Morse. The bandit's stunt of dressing in Halloween costumes was a touch of genius. Nobody can seem to identify them. But I've always noticed that when a man gets money easily, he spends it easily. So, as just one possible trap, I sent out an alert to nightclubs, bars, racetracks, and pool rooms to watch for men who seem to be spending money too freely. Good. Perfect. I never guess they're spending a little too much money is what we're waiting for. Like this nightclub, Cora? We've sure been covering them all, haven't we, Red? <laughs> That's me, Cora. Everything in a big way. Yeah, but Red, you've been cracking so many banks. Every day, headlines in the papers. <laughs> Rick is so scared, he doesn't even dare leave our hideout. He's pretty jealous, you know, Red. You taking me away from him. You leave Rick to me. Baby, I've got the biggest job yet lined up. A hundred thousand. Yeah? When? Christmas. At Christmas time, everybody gets presents. I figure maybe the uh, Charleston Trust don't want to give us a present. Why do you always pick a holiday, Red? <laughs> holidays are made for guys like me. On holidays, the suckers stuff up with turkey and guzzle booze, right? They get slow and careless. Gee, I never thought of that. Booze makes them slip up. They're not themselves. Uh, uh, waiter. Uh, yes, sir. Waiter, bring another bottle of that champagne over here. Huh? Coming up, sir. You're spending your money awful fast tonight, Red. That's the way I make it, isn't it? Banks have lots of money, you know. Yeah, but you've been drinking a lot. You said tonight. When a man was drinking, he wasn't himself. That's for other guys, not me. You couldn't tell by the way I talk I've had a drink. Here you are, sir. Impulsive champagne. You know, someday I'm going to take a bath in that stuff. <laughs> I wouldn't do that, sir. The bubbles are tickle. <laughs> Quick on the trigger, ain't he? Pour it. 
Certainly, sir. Anything else, sir? No. Ed, buy yourself a house for Christmas. Ed, take it. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you, sir. Thank you. You blown your top, Beaver. Giving that guy a century for a tip. Shut up and drink your champagne. Dames will crab all the time get on my nerves. You couldn't just slip the way to the hundred. Oh, no, not you. You had to make a production of it. I said shut up. First thing you know, you... Don't hold your butt in that loose slip of yours or I'll slap you again. Now you've done it, you fool. That army sergeant saw you slap me. Oh, yeah? I eat army sergeants on toast. Oh, he's going to use that for an excuse to come over and meet you, huh? Going to chisel in like I did to get you away from Rickett. <laughs> What's the matter? Something wrong? What's it to you? Can I do anything for you, miss? No. No. Everything's all right. Hey. What was you figuring on doing, chum, if it hadn't been all right? Ah, take it easy, buddy. You've been celebrating a little too much. I suppose because you're in the army, you figure maybe I'm easy pickings, huh? Now, look, I don't want any trouble as long as the young lady says she's all right. Okay, I'm leaving. Oh, so you were going to pull up Prince Charming stuff, huh? Put that gun away. This time, Sergeant, you ran into a tough customer. Oh, if you're so tough, why don't you join the army? We need some good fighters. Oh, the army, huh? I don't see you being so brave. And besides, I don't like the looks of an army uniform. Red. Red. Follow me. We've got to get out of here. Sit down, Beaver. You're driving us nuts with that walk. Shut up. If it wasn't for your nagging, this wouldn't have happened. Can you beat that? Red gets a snoop full, blows his top, shoots an army sergeant, then tries to pin the rap on me. You hadn't ought to be so quick with that rod, Beaver. You gonna start telling me how to operate? Oh, no. no Killing comes pretty easy to me, Rickard. I'd remember that if I were you. The same goes for you, huh? And what's that? It ain't a woodpecker. See what it is, Cora. Open up in there. Cops. Stall them. Give us a chance to get out the back window onto the fire escape. If it's the cops, I'll blast them from there. Open up or we'll break in the door. Take your time, boys. Take your time. Okay. What you selling? I'm Captain Morris of the Cincinnati Detectives. Mr. Hurley's a federal agent. So what? We're looking for a man who was seen coming into this building. Why pick on me? Every man who comes in this building don't come up here, unfortunately. Cut the comedy. We know he's here. Step aside. Hold it, copper. I'm old-fashioned. I don't let strange men into my apartment unless they've got search warrants. Really? Yeah. And that goes double for coppers. Well, by an odd coincidence, I happen to have a search warrant. Right here. Well... If you must come in... What was that? Come on. Come back from that fire escape into the room again. With your arms up. We guessed if we came in the door, you gentlemen might go out the window, so I had a few of my men out there. Smart guy, huh? I know one of them, Captain Morse Rickett. Rickett's an old-time gangster. The redhead's a new one. I'm just an innocent bystander. The redhead is the one who shot the army sergeant. You got nothing on me, Captain. No. We had all of the nightclubs tipped off to report men who were spending money too freely. The waiter who waited on your table called us up. We examined the hundred dollar bill you gave him as a tip. I want to see my lawyer. I don't blame you, Red. Suppose we go down to headquarters for a talk. And, uh, if I say no? Well, if you should say no, I'll tell you. You'd come along a good deal like this. Let go of me, copper. Let go. Let go of me, will you? So Red Beaver started moving fast, Chief, Hop Chief Hopper. Yes, Commissioner. Red Beaver didn't know what had struck him till he was safe behind bars. But the crime history of Red Beaver had not yet reached its peak. Tonight marks the first broadcast in this L.E. Waterman Company presentation of Gangbusters. 
And we're proud to have been able to select as chief investigator and commentator for these programs a man who has been a police officer for almost half a century and who last midnight resigned after 11 years as police commissioner of the New York City Police Department. Louis J. Valentine, as head of the largest police force in the world, has made contacts with and influenced police procedure on a nationwide scale. Federal, state, and local police departments throughout the country know and respect Commissioner Valentine as being in the forefront of our constant war against crime. Gangbusters and the L.E. Waterman Company are proud that Commissioner Louis J. Valentine will act as chief investigator on these factual cases. Well, Commissioner Valentine, how does it feel to be facing a microphone? Frankly, Mr. Gardner, it's harder to face than a gangster with a gun. But the L.E. Waterman Company has provided me with an opportunity to do something I've wanted to do for a long time. To me, gangbusters, which names names and states facts, is the ideal way to prove the folly of crime to those who might otherwise be led astray. And it's going to be my purpose to see that every program is pointed to bring about a better, safer, happy America for all. Thank you, Commissioner. And now, in recognition of your never-ending fight against crime, the L.E. Waterman Company makes the year's first network presentation of its Waterman's Deluxe Pen and Pencil gift set to you, Commissioner. Thank you, Mr. Gardner. It certainly is beautiful. But I already have a Waterman set, one that was presented to me when I became a captain of police in this department 19 years ago. And I'd rather miss one of Mrs. Valentine's home meals than lose that set. Well, Commissioner, I don't blame you. But we do want you to have this newest model Waterman's. Thanks, Mr. Gardner. I accept it gratefully. And I'll use them both. And now, Commissioner Valentine, back to the case of Red Beaver. Chief Hopper, Red Beaver was in the Cincinnati prison. Yes, Commissioner Valentine. And it was 16 minutes before 9 on the evening of February 12th. Red Beaver lay sprawled in his bunk, watching water pouring from his wash basin to the cell floor. Finally, he walked over to the bars separating him from Doc Ricketts' cell. Hi, Ricketts. Where's all the water coming from, Beaver? <laughs> I told you we'd break out of this joint. But if it's all the same to you, I'd rather walk out than swim out. Know what day today is, Ricketts? Sure. February 12th, so what? February 12th. Lincoln's birthday. What do you want we should do? Eat birthday cake? Yeah. You never heard what Lincoln did? He got himself shot. Is that what you're aiming for us to get? Yeah, but before he did, he uh, freed the slaves. So? Today's Lincoln's birthday, so we'll do like him. We'll uh, free the slaves. Us included. Just like that, huh? How? Plug up your base and let the water run on the floor. Why? Yours is running plenty. You're going to start raising fish in there? Do like I say. Okay, okay. Good. Now we'll wait a minute, and we call it God. Then what? We yell for a dry cell. While we're switching, we hit him over the head and make a break. How's the water coming? You could launch a ship in here now. Okay. Rattle the cup. God! God! Help! Help! We're being flooded! Get us out of
can't stand this strain much longer, Fever. I'm cranking. Don't worry. We'll be all right here in Kansas City. But the whole country's looking for us. <laughs> I always do things in a big way, Rickett. But I tell you, Kansas City's safe. I got it all figured out. Roadblock up ahead. Where those rotten coppers are. Coppers all over the place. I'll run over them. I'll kill them. Hold on. Just not used to this Texas weather yet. How do you like it here in Amarillo? Well, that depends upon how well you like me, baby. <laughs> but I haven't seen you very often. I'll see you tonight. All right. Yeah, we'll go to a club. At... Wait a minute. What's the matter? Hold it. Can you beat that? Huh? <laughs> What's the matter? <laughs> Two women out in the street. They bump cars. <laughs> Are they mad? Uh-oh. Oh, the little one's shoving a big one around. No, no, the big one, she won't take it. Wow. <laughs> what happened? The little one gives the big one a slap. Uh-oh, the cops seen him. Hey, this is a grand sand seat. <laughs> hey, they're looking up here at the window. They can see me laughing at them. <laughs> they're as good as a radio fight announcer. The cop's walking across the sidewalk toward my window here. This is a laugh. Why? If you only knew, sister. Hey, mister, you saw these two women bump cars, didn't you? Sure, I seen them, officer. I was looking right out the window here. Well, which one was at fault? Oh, no, you don't. You don't get me between two dames, especially those dames. If one of them was cute, it might be different. Hello? Hello? Uh, wait a minute, baby. I'm talking to the cop here. Well, I guess I have to take him up to the station house. Will you uh, come up with me and tell what you saw? No, wait a minute. I'm not going... Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, sure, I'll go with you. I'd be much obliged if you would. Sure, sure, I will. Uh, hello, Sugar. I'll call you back later. All right, Edward. I gotta go see justice done. Well, copper, lead the way. I'll put on my hat and be right with you. This is the gentleman I was telling you about, Captain Kirkman. He was sitting in the window and saw the two women bump fenders. Oh, I appreciate your coming up to the station, huh? That's all right. Uh, what's your name? Jack Edwards. Oh, I'm Captain Kirkman, and this is Captain King. I'm glad to meet you. Oh, uh, sit down, Mr. Uh, Edwards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ah, you've got a pretty good police station here at Amarillo, haven't you? Oh, it serves its purpose. You a stranger in Amarillo? I've been here a couple of months. Uh, you want me to tell you about those two women bumping cars, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you don't happen to know a man by the name of Red Beaver, do you? <laughs> uh, who? Red Beaver. He's an escaped convict and a killer. No, I never heard of him. What do you ask me? I was just wondering, Red, that's all. You call me Red? My name ain't Red. It's Jack. Jack Edwards. Oh, I see. Here. There's a wanted circular for Red Beaver for desertion from the Army and killing an Army sergeant. No, I don't know what you're talking Detectives about. Detectives standing back to you all have their guns out, Red. No, no I, I didn't kill nobody. It wasn't me. I, I didn't kill him. I... Uh, what a sucker I am. Yes, you are. All police officers have been on the lookout for you. Come me ending up here. For them two dames to bump their cars, I could bump them off. Didn't figure it might be a little plant to get you up here without any shooting. And I thought I was smart. Me, me, Red Beaver, being took in by this one-horse joint. I didn't kill that guy, though. We'll leave that to the United States Army, Beaver. They're asking for you. No, 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 no look, I, I, I'll do anything. I'll tell you anything you want to know, but don't let the Army get a hold of me. Don't, 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 don't let the Army get a hold of me, please. Oh. Harry Red Beaver, as convicted by a court-martial at Fort Sill, you will, on this morning of September 26, 1944, be hanged by the neck until dead.
Harry Beaver, have you anything to say? No. No, I just ain't got nothing. May God rest your soul. And Commissioner Valentine, at 6.37 a.m., 20 minutes later, Harry Red Beaver was dead, executed by the United States Army. Chief Hopper, this has been a terrific case tonight, one I doubt that we will ever forget. I wish that every person in this country might have heard it. Yes, Commissioner Valentine, to Red Beaver, the men in the uniform of their country were suckers. He knew better. He knew how to get easy money. But it didn't turn out that way. And it never does. And now, before we present our urgent last-minute bulletins on persons wanted by the authorities at this very moment, the case of Red Beaver is over. But the case of the missing words remains a mystery to millions of Americans. Their only clue is the peculiar behavior of a fountain pen, a pen that sometimes writes on and on without ever seeming to run dry. And then again, it seems out of ink almost before it starts. The reason is that, in the first instance, the pen was filled with Waterman's wonderful blue-black ink and thus gave thousands of extra words. The second time, however, a different ink had been used and fewer words resulted. This tremendous difference, ladies and gentlemen, is because Waterman's blue-black is all ink, true ink. No solvents, no added chemicals, no dilution. That's why, by actual test, Waterman's blue-black ink gives you up to 6,500 more words per filling. Think of it. Up to 6,500 more words per filling than other inks tested. Now you can cut those messy pen-filling chores perhaps in half. Now you can write steadily for hour after hour after hour without pausing to refill your pen. And all you have to do is to make every filling a Waterman's filling. Yes, you can solve your own case of the missing words forever with Waterman's blue-black ink. And remember, Waterman's ink is also available in seven other pleasing and distinctive colors. All come in the convenient tip-fill bottle. Each, only ten cents. Now, gangbusters nationwide clues. Chief R.F. Worstner, Dayton, Ohio Police Department, announces a reward of $8,500 is being offered for return of two-and-a-half-year-old baby Ronald Thompson and conviction of his kidnapper. Here is description given gangbusters by Dayton police of alleged kidnapper. Woman known as Mary Wilkie, 40 to 45 years old, 5 feet 6 inches, about 150 pounds, Ruddy complexion, reddish-brown hair, believed hennet, brushed back and up, speaks with slight accent, possibly southern or eastern, pleasing personality, renew vigilance for this woman, reward now offered by Dayton, Ohio Police, $8,500. From Denver, Colorado Police, urgent bulletin concerning suspect wanted for questioning in connection with murder of J.A. Richardson, that city. Suspect described as follows. Andrew Zypus, alias Jack Wood, alias William Hammond, 36, 5 feet 6 inches, about 150 pounds, dark hair, brown eyes, when last seen, according to police, wore a khaki shirt or jacket with blood stain on right shoulder and sleeve, where he supposedly was shot in struggle with victim. Suspect believed to have left scene of crime in company of woman in green Pontiac sedan, bearing Los Angeles license, ending in numerals 8-0. Watch for Andrew Cyphus, wanted for questioning, murder, Denver Police Department. If you have any information concerning these clues, notify your local police, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, or gangbusters at once. Now, here is Commissioner Valentine. Next week, gangbusters will present the case of the red evening dress. It's about a girl and her love for a killer. Remember, next week, same time, same station... One of the most unusual cases gangbusters has ever presented. In the meantime, 
when you are buying a fountain pen or when you're buying ink. Just look for the name Waterman. Gangbusters Factual Case Histories is a Phillips H. Lord production. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And now, in cooperation with police and federal law enforcement departments throughout the United States, Waterman's Pens and Waterman's Inc. present Gangbusters. Out of the foxholes of Europe, from the seeming jungle swamps of the Pacific, our men are now coming home to a new America. A wave of crime has followed every war, and we must not allow lawbreakers to tear down here at home the very ideals that our men have fought to preserve. Tonight, Gangbusters presents the authentic inside facts about a gun mall who wanted a red dress more than anything else in the world. And so, Louis J. Valentine, former commissioner of the largest police department in the world, takes over to interview by proxy Sheriff E.W. Biscaylos of Los Angeles County, California. Commissioner Valentine. Sheriff Biscaylos, I know you want to start tonight's case from inside San Quentin Prison. Uh, yes, Commissioner Valentine. San Quentin is one of our largest and oldest penitentiaries. With steel and concrete walls 18 feet high and 3 feet thick at the bottom. They're impossible to undermine. And guards constantly patrol the top of the walls. How many killers and criminals are there in San Quentin, Sheriff? Some 3,500, Commissioner Valentine. Or there were on the first Saturday afternoon of last October 1944 when a prisoner knocked on the door of the warden's office. Come in. Oh, yes, Connors? Uh, there's a girl in the waiting room, warden. She a beauty. She's sweet and young and fresh. Oh, uh, that must be Miss Nelson from the Red Cross to pick up my donation. Tell her to come right in, Connors. Okay. Uh, miss, uh, would you come in and see the warden, please? Uh, won't you come over and sit down? I uh, didn't expect you so soon. I'll have the Red Cross check made out in just a moment. Red Cross check? Why, yes. I don't understand. Aren't you Miss Nelson from the Red Cross? No. Oh, I see. Who are you? Juanita Hanson. Well, I'm sorry, Miss Hanson. I, I was mistaken. I was waiting for William Crane to be released. William Crane? Yes. Why? You were related to Crane? I'm his girlfriend. In just a moment, please. Warden speaking. William Crane is in the outer office, sir. Ready to be released. Hmm. All right, Connor, send him in. Are you really William Crane's girlfriend? Why not? Well, William Crane is one of the toughest, most dangerous criminals in San Quentin. But he's being released. 
Yes, he served his time for the crime he was convicted of, but... I've been waiting five years for it. Miss Hanson, you've, you've only one life. You're young, beautiful. Your whole life is before you. I'd think it over if I were you. Hello, Warden. Now, uh, come in, Crane. Hi, kid. Hello, Crane. Well, Warden, looks like this is where you and me part company. Crane, I hope I don't see you here again. Remember this. Hard work never hurt anyone. <laughs> After the warden at Joliet told me before they turned me loose. I see. Well, good luck then. No, I ain't shaking hands with you, warden. You've got a good girl there, Crane. Think it over. The sermon through? Yes, it's through. Come on, kid. Let's blow. Crane, can you imagine that warden calling me a good girl? <laughs> what do you got fixed, Juanita? If this cab driver doesn't fall asleep, we should be there in half an hour. It's a place at Cobblestone Cabin, just north of Bakersfield. Shaky O'Leary's out of the jug. He's up there waiting. Okay. Things are going to start popping and popping fast. Hey, you dames are okay, Crane. We're going to be healed right with this artillery she got for us. Let's see that 38, Shaky. You can have the 38. Give me the sawed-off shotgun every time. There's a swell hideout, huh, Crane? Yeah, we need to do all right. Imagine her putting up white lace curtains. <laughs> well, good looking herself. You got us some good rods here, Juanita. Well, what's eating you? There's going to be a new deal in this gang, boys. What new deal? What do you mean, Juanita? This time, you're doing as I say. What? I'm laying the plan. Oh, no, there ain't no woman telling me what to do. I've been in this game too long. And you ended up in San Quentin, Shaky. And Crane... Now, wait a minute. I've been waiting five years, Crane. I'm young. I've got a right to live and be happy. Have money, pension, good clothes. I haven't gone places. I've been waiting for you to get out of the penitentiary. Well, now you're out. I want the things I've been dreaming of. You both tried your ways and the cops got you, put you behind bars. But not this time. I've got everything planned. We'll have everything, but no more penitentiaries. I don't know, but maybe she's got something shaky. Well, maybe. Maybe. It's a new deal, boys. A new deal from now on. Police cars, Farmington Hotel, 3974 Wilshire Boulevard, just robbed by two gunmen and beautiful girl. Man just held up by two gunmen at 1516 Sunset Boulevard, third hold up by these gunmen today. Emergency, grocer on Breed Avenue just held up at gunpoint. Large sum of money taken. Girl driving black sedan. Warning. These gunmen are heavily armed. What are you pulling up here for, Juanita? I've got another job lined up across the street. Hey, not bad. The bank over there. Got it all cased, huh? Well, uh, no, not exactly. You can't knock over a bank hit unless you've cased it. Know how everything is. But it's not the bank. Not the bank? Huh? But there's no other place over there. Just that little cleaning store. I know. That that's the place I've got picked out for it. What? You nuts? You're not figuring for us to take over that little joint one either. Crane, you, you don't understand good planning. You see, you all need different clothes. The cops are giving out descriptions of what you're wearing. Now, you can't go out and buy clothes you'd be recognized. Hey, but a cleaning store. This time, Juanita, no. But you've got to. You've got to. 
What is this, anyhow? For my sake, you've got to, please. What's back of all this? Why have we got to crack that cleaning store? I... Come on, why have we? I told you, Crane. I've been wanting clothes all these years I've been waiting for you. Now, I can't get out and buy any. I'd be recognized. In the window of the cleaning shop, there's a red evening dress. It's the most beautiful evening dress I ever saw. I've never had an evening dress. I've always wanted one. Red. Just like that one. Oh, please. Please, I've waited so long. I want that red dress. Can you beat that? All right, kid. We'll crack the cleaning store. We'll get us some different clothes and maybe the red dress. Come on, Shaky. Over to the cleaning store. We'll let Juanita have a look. There we sure brought back a mess of clothes from that cleaning store. Oh, there's the red evening dress at the bottom of the pile. Hold on, will you? We're getting to it. <laughs> Take a look at Shaky and that soup and fish. Oh, please. Please, I want to see the dress. Okay, okay. I'll pull it out. Oh, Crane, look at this. Oh, it's the most beautiful gown I ever saw in my life. All right, now shut up, will you? Oh, I love you all. It's beautiful. It's what I always dreamt of. Don't a damn skin your life. Oh, Crane. Lay off, will you? I'm going into the other room and get all dressed up. Then you've got to... You can take... Oh. Oh, look. Look. Will you stop? Look. All the way down the back, it's torn. I can't wear it. It's not... Oh, shut up. You're getting me down. No, I've got it, but it's no good. I just want what other people have. But nothing ever turns out right for me. Listen, Queen, I've been wanting to talk to you about Juanita. Yeah? She has too much to say around here. I know what I'm doing, Shiggy. When I want your advice, I'll ask for it. A slug between her eyes is what she needs. I said I know what I'm doing. When it is tired, then it. I'll handle her all right. Okay. Just don't wait too long. I got my plan, Shaky. Don't worry. As long as Juanita's helping us, she stays around. I'm telling you, Queen, a roadside stand like this, it's nothing but peanuts. Juanita's put her finger on a bankroll here. He's that tall man at the far table. A big-time gambler from Denver. He's got a roll of three or four thousand. Says who? I sent her out alone last night. She lent him. I'll go out and have the car running. Yeah, look at your dame, Queen. She's got the jitters waste never. Never mind that. Okay, this is it. All right, folks, this is a stick-up. Reach. Pipe down, Omir. What do you mean? I said pipe down. Get out of the way, you. No. I said get out of the way. No. Maybe you didn't see this rod. Yeah, I see it. You can't bluff me. Duck, boss, that sugar ball, he's thrown it. Well, you little... You're in space. Make for the car, pal. Get going, Juanita. I just bumped a guy. You killed him? No. No, don't say you killed him. Get going, will you? When I got a gun, no guy is going to stand up to me. Remember that. Crane made his getaway, Sheriff Biscaloos. Yes, Commissioner Valentine. He literally was riding at the crest. But something which Crane hadn't counted on soon took place. And now, Commissioner Valentine, I'd like to ask you a question. Isn't it true that one of the hardest things a police officer has to learn is to spot the difference between the guilty and the innocent, between the false and the genuine? That's right, Mr. Gardner. But modern scientific research and equipment have made it a lot easier to tell the difference. Yes, friends, and modern research methods have also made it easy to prove the difference between one ink and another, to prove a difference that is truly amazing. For example, recent tests of nationally known inks show that Waterman's Blue Black gives you up to 6,500 extra words every time you fill your pen. Think of it. 
up to 6,500 more words per filling than any other nationally known ink. That means you save all the muss and bother of frequent refilling. You save time, money, and that annoying loss of thought continuity. That's fine, Mr. Gardner. But what makes such a big difference? Well, simple enough, Commissioner. It's because Waterman's blue-black ink is all ink. No solvents, no dilution, no added chemicals. Every drop is packed with true ink quality. The kind that writes on and on and on. And because it's all ink, Waterman's blue-black is second to none in resistance to air, light, time, and moisture. Suitable for all types of pens, for all kinds of paper. Leaves no blurry lines, has no unpleasant odors. So switch to Waterman's Blue Black and get just what you ask for, ink. Remember, too, that Waterman's ink comes in seven other pleasing and distinctive colors, all in the amazingly convenient tip-fill bottle. Only ten cents. And now back to tonight's case of William Harlan Crane and Commissioner Louis J. Valentine. Sheriff Biscay-Lewis with William Holland Crane shooting a man and apparently riding high and wide. What was the next development in this case? Well, it was the day after the shooting, Commissioner Valentine. A woman was sitting in a chair. The spotlight was on her face. Her whole body trembled. And she nervously clasped and unclasped her hands. Finally, she turned to the man who was quietly watching her. Tell me, Doctor. What is it? Young lady, you're in bad shape. Your whole nervous system, you're burned out. What'll I do? You must have lived a pretty, well, unusual life. Yes. Yes, I have. Whom do you live with? Uh, why, why, just some people. That bruise on your face. Oh, it's nothing. It's nothing. Do you have a boyfriend? Uh, yes. Young lady... I know more about you than you think I do. What do you mean? I thought so. Well, I'm going to give you some tablets for your nerves. I've got to have something. One of these tablets should put you to sleep, fast asleep. Take only one at a time. I'm giving you five extra ones, but don't use them unless you have to. Thank you, Doctor. When you get home, take one and hide the others so no one can get to them accidentally. Improperly taken, the tablets can be dangerous. Yes, sir. And thank you, doctor. Thank you. And you won't tell anyone I was here, will you? No. Now, young lady, you've got to learn to relax. Take things easier. A lot easier. never even been on the pier here at Long Beach before, Crane. Keep walking, Juanita. Right out to the end of the pier. Everybody seems so happy, laughing and everything. I'm not hearing any laughing matter. Keep walking. I guess those two over there are in love, aren't they? Mm-hmm. I wonder what makes them so happy. I'm nuts, I guess. We've passed everything now. There's nothing way out at the end of the pier crane. Keep walking. Well, what are we coming out here for? I'll tell you when we get there. Come on over here by the rail. Now lean over the rail. Put your arm around me. Crane, you mean it? Sure, I mean it. Oh. Look. Look at the moon. I see it. And the water. Come closer. Yes. I've got a confession to me, Crane. Hmm? What's that? I was 
afraid. Afraid as I was walking out here with you, you... Well, you might hate me and want me out of the way. You're not... Come closer. Yes. Now lean over. What was that? That's why I wanted you close, like we were making love. I didn't tell you we had a little trouble in that liquor store job tonight. Oh. What did you drop in the water? The gun I killed the guy with. Oh. It's 35 feet deep out here off the pier. So... So that was why you wanted me to be close to you. To make love to you. So people couldn't see you drop the murder gun. You're getting bright, aren't you? Come on, we're leaving. Come on. Just a few minutes. I said we're leaving. The cops are closing up California tighter than a drum. State police, federal guys, hundreds of them. We're going back to the hideout and figure a way of getting out. I tell you, Crane nuts, this, this hideout's bad as a cell. Stop blowing your top, Shaggy. You've got to listen to the short wave and hear what the cops are doing. Police control cars, attention. This is Lloyd Smith, night dispatcher. You are to act upon the orders of Captain C.W. Ellison. Have your guns ready and patrol all highways. The men we are after are killers. Yeah, they don't know where to look. Deputy Sheriffs Thompson, Rayner, Murphy. Proceed to cobblestone cabins with riot guns and tear gas bombs. Run to our cabin, Hyder. We can't beat it for there. Crane, I can't take it. We're like rats in a trap. Who's that? I'll tell you. Shut up. It's only Juanita. What's the latest police report? You got it trapped in, all right. It's your fault, Juanita. We're in this jam. Shut up, will you, Shaggy? Juanita, I saw that box you had the sleeping pills in the doctor gave you. It was on a washboard. Yes, was empty. Yes, the doctor said they'd be good for my nerves. All of them at one time? Yes, that's the way I was supposed to take them. Uh. They were all different kinds, and I had to take them all together for them to do any good. KQBV, KQBV. Hey, that's a secret code. They're going to raid. KQBV, answer your call letters, please. KQBV. Those are just the call letters of the police radio. It's like we were rats being trapped. I think I know how to help you, boy. You keep your nose out of it. enough for you, Juanita. I think I can call the cops off you. What do you mean? You and Shaky get in the car. Start driving towards San Fernando. Hmm? Fifteen minutes after you've left, I'll call the cops and tell them there's been a killing on the other side of town. I'll describe you two and all the cops will go racing in the wrong direction. Yeah? Yeah? What are you willing to do that for? If you stay here, you'll get caught. I can slip through alone and meet you next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, maybe that's a good idea. Yeah, it's the best idea we got, sure. Wait a minute. How come you're willing to take this chance, Juanita? Crane is my boyfriend. Aren't you, Crane? Sure, baby, sure. You know I love you. Then why shouldn't I take a chance? Come on, Shaky. We gotta get going. Yeah. I'll sit down here by the telephone, and in 15 minutes, I'll call the cops. Hey, uh, I'm getting sleepy, are you, kid? No. No, I'm not getting sleepy, Crane. Okay. Well, we're leaving. Good luck. You, uh, you want to give me a kiss before you go, Crane? None of that stuff now, kid. The time's too short. Yes, the time's too short. Come on, Shaky, get going. We'll be seeing you, Juanita. Yes. I'll be seeing you. Will you pass that car in front of us, Crane? We've been trailing at 20 miles. It's doing 40, Shaky. I don't want to take a chance of being picked up for speed. No cop's going to take me. I'll blow my brains out for you. Cars 47 and 2. That's state police. Be ready for instructions. You suppose the cops will get Juanita back there? Yeah, they will. She can't tell nothing. Yeah, should have pumped her full of lead weeks Attention. ago. Attention. Attention, all police. Is there anybody living but police? The body of a girl has just been found in a house on the outskirts of Long Beach. Juanita, she's dead. This girl was sitting by the telephone 
death was due to the overdose of sleeping tablets. Juanita's dead, and she's here in the air. Examination of the house leaves no doubt, but it was occupied by the gunman. Cartridges were found, and fingerprints of Shaggy O'Leary. And it's me. And the prints of William Harlan Crane. That is all. Crane, she's dead. Stop shaking, yeah. will you? She, she knows how we wanted to kill her. She's laughing at us. Sure, that's what she thought. She's laughing oh, at us. 42, calling headquarters. That sounds awful loud. I'm getting you, 42. I'm proceeding 40 miles an hour along Highway 19. Where we are, Crane. We're directly back of Killer's car. Car 29 directly in front of them. We have them hemmed in. Crane, there is another car right in back of us. Break out that back window and use your shotgun. Yeah, yeah. Shoot to kill him. Go on, shoot some more. I, I couldn't hold the shotgun. It dropped out the back window. You're stupid fool. Start shooting with your rod, then. There's a roadblock up ahead. Now we are caught. All right, you men. None of that call with your hands up. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're, we're coming. We're coming. Don't shoot, Cobbett. Don't shoot. Here's my rod. So you're a crane, huh? And the fellow doing the shakes must be O'Leary. I said, don't shoot, copper. I'm all in. Fight's all out of you, eh, crane? Yeah. Come on, get going. There's a couple of cells reserved for the both of you. Back in San Quentin. And that, Commissioner Valentine, is the factual case history of William Harlan Crane, Shaky O'Leary, and the beautiful Juanita Hanson. O'Leary was sentenced to life imprisonment. Night Crane is in a cell, alone, sitting, thinking, listening to the clock ticking away the minutes before he is to be led into the gas chamber to his death. Thank you, Sheriff Discolese. All of us who listen to this case must realize again that crime does not pay. Commissioner, before broadcasting our last-minute police bulletins on persons wanted tonight... I'd like to say a word to Sheriff Biscay-Lewis. Sheriff Biscay-Lewis, it's a pleasure at this time to thank you and your fellow police officers for your splendid work as illustrated by tonight's case. In recognition of your courage and devotion to duty, Sheriff, please accept this Waterman's Deluxe Pen and Pencil gift set with your name engraved on the gold cap. Why, thank you, Mr. Gardner. That's a present I'll certainly be using for a long time to come. Now, to our radio listeners, we'd like to make a suggestion. Before you buy a fountain pen at any price, consider carefully its features. Does it have a hand-ground 14-carat gold point that exactly suits your writing style? Waterman's does. Then how does the ink feed compare with Waterman's exclusive Inquiduct feed? Is it marvelously responsive to every writing need? Well, Waterman's is. And what about filling? Is there bother with plungers or pumping instead of Waterman's remarkably simple and easy one-stroke filling? You see, it's the quality that's built into every part of a Waterman's pen which provides so many extra advantages, so much long-lasting satisfaction, which makes it a pen you're always proud to own. Remember, too, it was Waterman's who invented the first practical fountain pen more than 60 years ago. Throughout the world, Millions of satisfied users will tell you, for finest pen performance, just look for the name Waterman. And now, gangbusters nationwide clues. Richard H. G. Warden, Nevada State Prison, wires gangbusters that three convicts have escaped by overpowering a guard and making their getaway in a prison truck. The escaped convicts are described as... Leo Young. 23, 5 feet, 8 inches, 160 pounds, red hair, hazel eyes, medium build, tattoo, word Leo, left forearm. Word Leo, left forearm. Escape, Earl Russo, 31, 5 feet, 11 inches, 157 pounds, brown hair, light hazel eyes, two scars, left side of face. Scar, back of neck. Escaped William Russo, brother of Earl Russo, 33, 5 feet 10 inches, 152 pounds, brown hair, blue eyes, 
walks awkwardly. Watch for Leo Young, Earl Russo, and William Russo. Escape Nevada State Prison. If you have any information concerning these clues, notify your local police, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, or gangbusters at once. Now, here's Commissioner Valentine to tell you about next week's case. Our case next week concerns the magician of the prison cells, a gangster who laughs at steel locks, electric eyes, and listening devices. For the thrilling, authentic case history of this magician of the prison cells, listen next week, same time, same station, to Gangbusters. And anytime, anywhere, when you were buying a fountain pen... Or when you're buying ink, just look for the name Waterman. <coughs> Gangbusters Factual Case Histories is a Phillips H. Lord production. <coughs> this is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. Thanks for joining us at 1001 Radio Days. If you've enjoyed these recent episodes, please do stop and send us a review. Reviews are always appreciated.